no surprise we're not real good at sitting still in the silence for very long. Because if you ever do that, you start thinking about deep things and big things. And that can be hard sometimes. It's no surprise we love our phones so much. Because, you know, whenever you are having a little moment where you're starting to ask a big question and you're starting to think deeply, chances are your phone's just going to bip at you. Someone's liked some Insta post or something like that. And you'd like, you get snapped out of thinking seriously and deeply about life so quickly. It's actually really easy for us to stay distracted and entertained and never think deeply and never wrestle with these kind of big questions. But if you do, do ever find yourself asking this big question, our world does have an answer. Um, and I'm not sure what answer you've heard, but I, I, I'm pretty sure it'd be something like this. You ask, what's the meaning of all of this life? And the answer I reckon we get most of the time is this. Oh, you've got to go find your own meaning. You've got to go find your own purpose because it's different for everyone. We're all unique. We're all special. So you've got to go and find your own special meaning and purpose in life. You've got to discover it for yourself and you've got to understand why you, little old you, have been put here on earth. That's what we get told, yeah? Basically, you've got to choose your own purpose. That kind of makes sense to us. You're told not to copy anyone else's purpose. Don't do what anyone else tells you to do. Just be true to yourself. Follow your heart. Do whatever feels important. Do whatever makes you feel happy and you'll discover your purpose, the meaning of why you're here. One of my biggest heroes says that. One of my, you know, one of the greatest singer-songwriters that's ever lived, Justin Bieber, right? He, come on, you know you love him. Everyone pretends they know, but you know you love him. He writes a song about purpose. He writes a Shh, come on. I know. All I had to do is mention his name, and you're all excited. He he names his whole album Purpose. And did you hear him getting interviewed recently? I'm pretty sure it got it got played on CFM. Um, he got asked about purpose, and he said, "Oh, the way you find your purpose is you go and find and go and do whatever makes you feel happy, and then you'll discover what your purpose is. So do what makes you feel happy, and you'll get your purpose. That's what Justin says." And then the person asked him, have you found your purpose? And he said, no, I'm still searching for purpose. Now that's got to get you thinking, hasn't it? When someone who our world considers to be pretty successful, even if you don't like him, right, you've got to acknowledge he's pretty famous. You've got to acknowledge he's made a lot of money, sold a lot of albums, kind of knows what he's on about in life. And you ask the people who sometimes are the most successful ones in our world, and still they say, Oh, still searching for meaning and purpose. Seems like it's a pretty hard thing to find. What hope have little old you and me got of finding purpose if Justin Bieber can't even find his purpose? I actually think there's a bit of pressure involved in being told, oh, you've got to find your own special purpose. When I was a kid, I used to read those Choose Your Own Adventure books. Do they still exist? Yes. Okay, so you know, if you haven't read them... You've got to read Choose Your Own Adventure, best books ever, right? You read a chapter and then you get to choose your own adventure, right? Um, there's a decision you've got to make. You either go through the tunnel, in which case you've got to turn to page 79, or you swim back across the lake and, you, and, and you've got to turn to page 301. But I would always get to that decision point and I'd find myself thinking, no, I don't know which adventure I want to take. And I'd start to kind of freak out a little bit. I want, to, I want the best adventure. I don't want a dud one. So I would turn to page 79 and 301 and then I'd read both of them. 
But then, of course, there was another decision to make, and I had to make another decision. I wouldn't know what to do, so I'd, I'd, I'd turn to both of those pages as well. And all of a sudden, all my fingers are in the book, you know, because I'm, I'm not wanting to make a decision because I don't want a dud adventure. I want to have the best adventure. You get a bit, I used to get a bit freaked out reading those. They're really good, but they freak me out, right? And I think it's a bit like this when you get told, you've got to go find your own purpose. You've got to make sure it's an awesome one. Don't get it wrong. Make sure it's the best purpose ever. I reckon there can be a lot of pressure that can leave you feeling a little bit freaked out. But ultimately, I want to ask this question tonight. Is it okay? (laughs) See, that's what happens. That's what happens when you stop and you think. Catch this question. Is it okay to choose your own purpose? Is it okay to choose your own meaning based purely on what feels important to you or what makes you happy or what makes sense to you? The world we're living in says, yes, that's exactly what you've got to do. Go and figure out whatever you want to do and live your purpose. You open up the Bible and Jesus has got something different to say. He basically says this, oh, be very careful how you define your purpose because you can totally get it horribly wrong. The passage that we just had read from Luke chapter 12, if you've got a Bible, crack it open again to Luke chapter 12. If you don't, it might be on your phone, but I'm hesitant to tell you to pull out your phones because you'll start looking at other things that are nowhere near as important as this. It's up on the screen. Follow this with me for a minute because this is an incident where Jesus meets a man who's defined his purpose and got it shockingly wrong. And Jesus tells him pretty clearly. It's a pretty easy kind of story to follow. Jesus has got a crowd in front of him. And there's someone in the crowd who's got a request for Jesus. Verse 13. Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. So basically there's like a money issue between him and his brother. And they want Jesus to help with the issue. Which is the kind of thing you might ask the local rabbi in the first century to do. But you find out pretty quickly Jesus is not interested in getting involved in their disputes about money with each other. Because look at how he replies. Man, who appointed... Jesus says that, by the way. He says, man, who appointed me? you with me? He's a cool cat, Jesus. Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said, in other words, I'm not interested in, in, in helping you out there. That's not what I've come to do. But then look what he says. And he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in the abundance of your possessions. So he basically looks at this guy who makes a request to him and he sees what's going on beneath this guy's request. It's beneath this question that he's asked. Jesus looks at his heart and he sees what's going on inside of this guy. He sees how this guy is defining purpose in his life. And Jesus says, mate, you've got to watch out. Because what he can see in this guy's heart is ultimately his heart, he's gripped by greed. And he's defining his purpose like this. He's thinking, meaning comes by trying to accumulate as much possessions as I possibly can. If I can die with the most amount of stuff, I win. And he's thinking that's what's going to give him meaning. And Jesus basically looks at him and says, mate, watch out, be on your guard. But notice what Jesus doesn't do. Jesus doesn't just kind of go, oh, that's cool, mate. However you want to define purpose, each to their own. No, Jesus looks at him and says, mate, do not wreck this life 
the, what you're doing with your life, you're getting it wrong. And then he tells him a story to kind of drill the point home even more. He tells him a parable, right? And you can pick it up there in verse 16. He told him this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crop. So it's a story about a pretty wealthy farmer who gets another really bumper crop and he ends up with a problem. He doesn't know what to do with all the extra grain. He's got no room to store all the extra grain, which is the equivalent for us of something like this. Someone's got so much money, they just don't know what to do with it. They don't know where to put it. They've got no more room anywhere for all the money. They're stuck in that kind of a dilemma. This bloke comes up with a solution, though. At verse 18, he says, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and I'll build bigger ones and there I'll store up surplus grain and I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink and be merry. So he solves his problem. He finds new ways to store up more of his wealth for himself and he rubs his hands together and he goes, yes. Now I've got so much money, I'm going to retire, I'm just going to kick back, I'm just going to live it up, and I'm going to spend all of this on me having fun for the rest of my life. And as Jesus tells this story, I reckon there's people in the crowd, like there's people in the world now, who hear what that man decides to do with all these extra money and just go, good one, mate. That's what you do. Hang on to all your money, keep it for yourself, store it all up, and then just spend it all on yourself. I reckon a lot of people today say, that's good, do that with your money, keep it for yourself. But God gives a verdict on this man, which is hectic. Look at verse 20. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you've prepared for yourself? But God goes, mate, that's dumb. You're a fool. And I'll tell you why. Tonight, you're going to die. And you've just spent your whole life saving up money, waiting, hoping for that moment in the future where you get to spend it all on yourself, and you're not even going to get that time. So you've just basically wasted your life doing something that you're not even going to get. And God just goes, that's just foolish. You're going to die tonight. And then he goes on and he says, this is how it will be, Jesus says with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. That's the biggest mistake to make. Store up stuff for yourself and fail to be rich towards God. Now, there's a bunch of things in this story here that you could notice, but there's one big thing I want you to catch, and this is it. You can get your purpose wrong. You can get it wrong. This is just one example of how to get it wrong. Materialism. Just saving up all your possessions for yourself. That's one way to get it wrong, but there's lots of ways to get it wrong. Our world says, oh, choose your own purpose. Whatever feels right to you, whatever makes you happy, just go for it. Jesus goes, no, do not do just whatever makes sense to you. Don't do that. You can get it wrong, and if you do, you'll have wasted your life. You'll have wrecked your life. So how do we get it right? How should we define purpose in life? The Bible gives us one big principle about this, and I'll give it to you. Let your purpose be defined by your maker, not not just what makes sense to you. Let your meaning be determined by your creator. Let, Let the one who made you tell you 
why he gave you life. That's a principle you get right through the scriptures. You see, if you made yourself, if you created yourself, if you gave yourself life, then go for it. Define purpose and meaning however you want because it's your own life. But guys, if someone else gave us life, then it makes sense, doesn't it, to let them determine our purpose, to ask them, why have you made me? Why have you made us? Now, that principle just makes sense, doesn't it? We kind of get that how, we get that how that works with lots of other things in life. Think about something that you've made. Or think about something that has been made. Everything we make, you make for a purpose, don't you? You make it with a particular meaning in mind. Just think about something. You, you make a cake. You bake it. Why are you baking the cake? You make a cake for a pretty clear reason, don't you? To eat it. It's, it's pretty simple. It might be someone's birthday. But you make a cake to eat the cake. But you can do other things with cakes, can't you? You can look at the cake and you... That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know, you, say, you tell your friend to come over here. I've got this cake. All right? I wish I had a cake to do this with tonight. You, you, you can actually come up with... You can use a cake for a purpose that it wasn't designed... And when you do that, it's funny for a bit, isn't it, really? When you see someone with cake in their face, it's funny for a little bit until they start to stink, they get that cake stink on their face, right? And then it's not funny anymore and you realise you've wasted the cake and you've wrecked the cake. If you use something for a purpose for which it's not designed, you waste it and you wreck it. And I'm actually wanting to illustrate that tonight somehow. I want to use something on stage here. I was going to bring something, but I have spotted something over there, part of the decorations we've got here tonight because it's a beach theme, right? So what's this, people? It's a surfboard. It's a Hayden-shaped surfboard, not any old surfboard. Oh, it's a nice one. I don't know whose this is, but I'll look after it. Don't worry about it. This is a nice-looking surfboard, isn't it? Now, you tell me, what is this surfboard? This is a surfboard, and what's it for? Bodyboarding. What is a surfboard for? I think I heard someone say riding waves, right? Now, let's, let's just say, just to illustrate for me, let's just say I'm a fool. And I ask you what this is for, and you tell me it's for riding waves, and I, I kind of go, nah, I don't reckon. I reckon... This is for something else. And then I decide to make up my own purpose for this board and do something else with it. It's entirely possible to waste it, isn't it? See, I could look at this, and I've seen boards used for lots of different things. I've seen boards used for, like, made into letterboxes. Why why do people make boards into letterboxes? You know, you chop them in half, you put a little chunk in there. I don't know why people... I could do that. I could say, no, it's a letterbox. That's what it is, right? Or I could say, oh, no, this is not for riding waves. This is like a shelter. And I could say, no, it's like a roof. I'm going to build a cubby. I'm going to make this my roof, and that's what it's for. And that's, you know... Or I could say, you know what this actually looks like? It looks like a bench seat, yeah? This looks like the kind of seat that you could sit on. What do you reckon? Can you sit on this? See, I, actually, it's got a little bit of spring in it. It's almost, like, it's almost like you could use it as a trampoline, don't you reckon? It's okay, I'll look after it. It's all, to me, this looks like a trampoline. Right, so as I'm looking at this surfboard, I'm just going to give a big jump on it, all right? 
Ups. Now, some of you spotted this earlier, all right? This board was already broken, all right? It was already going to get chucked out anyway. So those of you who are thinking, oh my goodness, he just broke a brand new board. It wasn't brand new. It was already broken. I just kind of finished it off, okay? <laughs> but did you see what just happened for you when you had that feeling of something precious being wrecked? Like someone just yelled out, you waster. Who said that? Yeah. Brother, that's it. That's it. And that's what I'm wanting you to feel. But I'm wanting you to feel something bigger and deeper tonight. And I want you to catch this, all right? And I'm looking at you. As precious as a surfboard is, and as horrifying as it is to see it broken, can I tell you something that's even more precious than a board? Your life. And you know what's even more horrifying than seeing a board wasted and broken? Is to see a life wasted and broken and I tell you what how to waste your life or break your life or wreck your life is just think you can come up with your own purpose and not even ask the one who made you why he put you here but just just think you can do whatever you want with your life and not even ask him can you see what I'm getting across here tonight you can wreck your life and waste your life by not even asking your maker so if we were to ask our maker Why'd you make us? You know, the good news is, he tells us really clearly. It's like we come with instructions. So we don't need to be left guessing and wondering. And here's the instructions, guys. This is the label that we came with. Our maker tells us exactly why we're here. And in fact, the passage we're looking at here tonight tells us. Look at that final line, verse 21. This is how it's going to be with anyone who stores up things for themselves but is not rich towards God. Guys, that's the key. Your maker tells you that the key to understanding purpose and meaning is to do with the one who made you. It's to do with being rich towards God. Now what that means literally is just being generous towards God or use what you have for him. But, but you expand this concept and basically purpose is found in your approach towards your maker. When we read this parable about this guy that just stored up stuff for himself and he thought it was all about things, it's pretty easy to to kind of go, oh, what a fool. Life's not about things, it's about people. But Jesus helps us to see that it's not simply about people, it's about one particular person. It's about the one who made you, it's about having a relationship with him. In fact, you might even expect this story to finish by Jesus saying, this is how it'll be for anyone who stores up things for themselves but it's not generous or rich towards others. You'd almost expect him to say that, but he doesn't. He wants us to zoom in and focus on the one particular other that's more important than any other relationship. There's one relationship that's more significant for you than any other friendship or relationship you have in your life. It is your relationship with the one who made you, your God. The purpose of life, are you listening? The purpose of life is to relate well to the one who made you. It's to know him and to love him and to live richly towards him. We ask our God, why did you make us? He looks straight at us in the face and he goes, I made you for me. 
I made you to know me and be with me and live for me. That's where you'll find your meaning and your purpose, with me. And Jesus gives us, gets real specific with us. So we're not just left with this general concept about knowing God, whichever God you want him to be. No, no, the way you know God is through Jesus. And John chapter 14, I've got a verse for you here. So not the Matthew one, the John 14 one. Can we go to that one? Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one gets to know good God. No one finds their meaning except through Jesus. If you really know me, you'll know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him because you have seen him. Jesus basically standing. He came and walked our earth and said, you want to know God? You want to live for God? It's through me. The one who comes and dies on the cross to take away your sin. That's how you get relationship with God. That's how you get meaning. That's how you get purpose. So guys, I want to leave you with a challenge tonight. And here's the challenge. If you ask this question, what's the meaning of life? And you open up the Bible and you, you hear the one who made us tell us why he made us. He made us for him. He made us to know him and love him and live for him. That's why he made us. You've got a choice. You've got a choice what you can do with that. And this may be the first time you've ever heard this tonight. But here's your choice. You can go, nah, I don't think so. I don't think that's why I'm here. I think I'll define my meaning and purpose some other reason. I think I'll just kind of do what feels right to me. And guys, if you do that, In the end, you'll find yourself standing in front of your maker, the one who made you, and he will simply say to you, you fool, I gave you life so that you would know me and love me and live for me and you just thought you could make up whatever you want to do with it? You fool. But you've got a choice. You can do that if you want to stand before your maker and have him say that to you on the final day. Or you can do this. You can hear what's being brought to you here tonight. Your God who made you, telling you why he made you. You can hear it, you can accept it, and you can go after your God. And you can experience restoration. And here's the amazing thing. I wish I could fix this board right now to illustrate what I'm going to say. Here's what God's in the business of doing. Taking people who have wrecked their lives. And we just heard the story before. Taking people who have made all kinds of choices, all kinds of to define their life in all kinds of ways. And maybe even you, even though you reckon you're pretty, pretty young and still at the early part of your life, maybe you can already feel like there's some brokenness going on in you because you've made choices already that you feel like is wasting you or wrecking you and you're already feeling a bit broken. Guys, can I just say, our God is in the business of restoring and here's what he does with Jesus. Here's what's on offer. You can turn back to him. Turn back to the one who made you. Let him define your purpose and he just puts you back together again. Can't do it perfectly, but he just puts you back together again and he puts you back together better than you ever were and, and he enables you to live again and love him again and know what meaning and purpose is and he does this through Jesus. If you turn to the one who made you and trust him with your life, And particularly you come to Jesus and trust what he's done for you on the cross. You get put back together again. That's awesome. You know what life is about. And you get to live with this kind of confidence deep down 
satisfaction deep down, contentment deep down, knowing why you're here. You're here to know your maker and to live for him. And guys, there's nothing better than knowing why you're alive. You don't have to go hunting, don't have to go searching, you don't have to make up your own purpose. God says you exist for me. You come to him, you put your trust in him, you'll know what meaning and purpose is. How good's that? How good is it that our God tells us why we're here? I love knowing why I'm here. Not in this building tonight, but I love knowing why I exist. It's the best thing ever, guys. I'm going to pray, and um, I'm going to tell you what, what I want to encourage you to do tonight. Some of you guys are already Christians, but you feel like maybe you need to come back to God. Maybe you need to put your trust in Him again. Some of you guys are new to this, but some of what I've said tonight is making sense to you. And can I just say, if some of this is making sense to you for the very first time, it's not because of how I've said it. It's because God is helping you get it. And if He's helping you get it, keep looking, keep digging. Don't get distracted. Don't just let your phone take you away. Keep thinking deeply about life. Go after God. If you want to come and chat to me tonight, I'll hang around for a little bit. But chat to the person who brought you. Chat to your leaders. There's heaps of people here who know what purpose in God is all about. So make sure you do that. I'm going to lead you in a prayer just now. I'd love for you to pray with me. Father God, we're so glad that we can hear from you in your word about why we exist. It's so good to know We have meaning and purpose and it's found in you, the one who made us. Lord, help us not to just keep running and searching and making up our own stuff and wasting our lives and wrecking our lives. Help us to come to you and trust you and through Jesus have our sins forgiven and actually come to know what life is in you. Please help us, Lord. We need your help but it's so good to know why we're here. Amen.